Welcome to episode 100 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon, and with me is Casey Brady. This week, we're going to take a look at a double header. First is Guardians of the Galaxy. Second is How to Train Your Dragon 2. We'll look at our top five DreamWorks films. DreamWorks animation. DreamWorks animation, exactly. And for the movie club segment, Bob recommended to me, Shame. Yes. Starring Michael Fassman. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. But episode 100, big milestone. Huge milestone. Almost two entire years. Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. I, I doubt it if we'd ever make it here. But now, Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It actually is. I, <laughs> we haven't missed a week. We haven't. Well, we have, but we've made up for it. So. Yeah, we've never gone two weeks without yes. doing one. And so. I'm proud of it. What does it mean to you to reach 100? What does it mean to me? It means everything in this world. <laughs> uh, it shows commitment. Uh, there's definitely been some weeks where I just... Oh, yeah. Wow, come on. Dragon, yeah. Yeah, and especially... Might, at least this is my thought, maybe, in the future, if we have... Uh, instead of just going through the motions if it's a bad week, maybe just skip a week if there's not a good option. Yeah. But that's, know, I think, just for the better of the quality. And, that's true. But, maybe, uh, but yeah. But even like just being so busy, not True. even so oh much about the movies itself. True. Like this semester for me has been god awful. Yeah, I can imagine. And uh, so that's why I haven't watched any films besides what we have to. Yeah. And uh, and it's reasonable, absolutely. But uh, hopefully, hopefully it will pick up. So. No, and even if it doesn't, that doesn't matter. But I've been busy with uh, being a little Santa Claus elf, you know, delivering the mail and all. It's our busy season. <laughs> it's been kicking my ass, but honestly, it's this is one thing I get to look forward to at the end of each week. I get to look forward to do this podcast, get a little reprieve from the the real world, and I'm liking it. That's good. Yeah, well, we have a couple of big movies to celebrate this huge this movies. Yeah. One of the biggest shocks of the year, Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't think anyone really expected it one to make as much money as it did. Uh, yeah. But also to be as good as it was. True. Ninety some um, percent on Rotten Tomatoes, number one at least domestically, world or uh, at the box office mm-hmm. for the whole entire year. So definitely even though I was looking forward to it, I didn't expect it to be as good or make as much money as it did. Not nah, yeah, me neither. Very big shock. Yeah, but it's uh starring uh, it's starring um, Chris Pratt, Vin Diesel, you Bradley have Cooper, Bradley Cooper, uh, Dave Bautista, Zoe Saldana, Saldana John C. Um, Riley, Glenn Close. Just a ton, ton of people. Uh, who who played Thanos? Do you know? Josh Brolin. Oh, he did. Okay, that was uh, Benicio del Toro was in it. Oh yes, as the Collector. Uh, yeah, uh, directed by James Gunn. Okay. He did Sliver and Super. See either of those? Super. I Super. What did you think of that? Um, I thought it was okay. It was yeah. like a kick-ass, but a darker edged. Yeah. Not as good, in my opinion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. I'm With thinking the Rain of... Wilson. Yeah. Actually, I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, I, I haven't seen it. I was it's thinking it's Super. Good. It's okay. But that's uh, JJ Abrams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, 
what were your expectations originally going in Origi- to this movie? Originally going in, when I, I saw it in theaters, I think you did as yeah, well. I did too. Um, I think the, at the point I watched it, it definitely was already seen as a very big, uh, great movie. I still didn't expect as much. I thought, okay, it's going to be another superhero film. I like them, but I don't love them. They're very, it's very rare for them to be incredible to me. Um, so I didn't have extremely high expectations. I just expected it to be pretty fun. That was about it. I agree. I expected it to be like these lesser-known Marvel people so they could maybe do something a little more creative. I knew it was going to be more of a comedy. So I thought it would be like a little funny... Lightly decent action movie, mm-hmm. and it to me it turned out to be one of the best movies that I've seen all year. Absolutely agree. I was blown away, truly blown away by how good this film was. I agree. Not just by how much I enjoyed it and how much I had fun with it, because it is an extremely fun film. But there's so many other great qualities about it. Um, it's just well made. Well made. The characters are so well created and flushed out. You get to know them. You get to feel them. You get to see the camaraderie between them or the lack of camaraderie. Um, just all the different character traits, the depth between each person. Uh, just everything about this film, the way it looked. I love the way this film looked in theaters. Oh, when, yeah. When I actually, I, I got it again and I did watch most of it again this week on Blu-ray. And it seemed a little weird. I don't know why, but... Um, it is a movie that definitely benefits from the big screen mm. to get the epicness of it. But I watched it again as well on Blu-ray. I thought it still... It looked good. Like, the, especially the uh, the Kree planet where they fi- they have that final battle. Yeah. That looked really bright. I liked that. Mm-hmm. I just had a problem with the depth. There's something weird, almost like too many frames per second. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see what you mean. I don't know. It was weird. But in the theaters, it was a perfect-looking movie. Yeah. Uh, really good. I liked it. But also, the cinematography was pretty good. Just the way... It was. There were some tracking shots. There were some, um, I don't know, zoom-in, zoom-out shots. There was all different types of angles that they used. Uh, and it reflected the mood, whether... During certain kind of fun action scenes, such as the um, prison brawl, yeah, the camera was moving stuff. kind of quickly, and it but it, it reflected the mood of the scene, kind of being fun and quick and, uh, and happening. Yeah, and then other parts. Um, well, even another example from the prison thing was, I liked how the camera was focused on them having the conversation right at this table about what they're going to do, but you can it subtly see in the background Groot messing everything up. You can yeah. just see him like slowly, and you're like, uh, "He's what's he doing? What's he doing?" Like, that's pretty well, uh, well played. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. What about the opening scene, though? I mean, I feel like we're getting a little bit ahead. The opening scene, um, set on Earth, the only scene. Yeah, set on Earth. Very, very sad way to open the movie, especially for such a light-hearted comedic movie. They really. I thought they did such a great job of really getting the emotional stakes driven down right away. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't know the characters enough to really be get teary-eyed or be upset about it, but it just set his baseline of uh, where he's going in the future it, right away. It absolutely did. Uh, and then later on down the road, there's kind of like a little yeah. surprise. Um, and, and that, that was the more emotional scene. That was a very emotional scene. Yeah. It was perfectly set up. By this very initial scene, mm-hmm. I, I usually feel in uh, in a lot of movies that have these kind of 
opening scenes and then 15 years later or whatever the rest of the movie takes place there's a huge disconnect between that opening scene and the rest of the film Mm -hmm. this film seemed like it could go there but the little surprise near I guess the middle end or whatever wherever it was was perfectly connected it felt so right exactly how it was situated in the film I agree Um, I loved it and And, oh oh, no you go ahead I was just going to talk about right after that initial scene when then you really see Star-Lord as a grown-up for the first time. Such a difference, but so perfect in setting his character up. Just him with the headphones on, dancing to the music, grabbing these creatures and singing into them like their microphones. And it was, it was perfect. Yeah. I love that. Uh, and that music, though, the whole soundtrack oh, of this film And the perfect. score. Even and the score, yeah. Just all of the musical qualities of this film. I loved. I loved. It I too. really loved. Absolutely, it might um, be one of my favorite things about the movie. It could be, uh, because not only was once again it was fun. It really, this whole movie is really fun, but there's more to it. I mean, just the way that music combined what with what was happening at the time in almost every scene. Yeah, was just flawless. And I thought it was so <laughs> so well, well so unique. The dichotomy of an advanced future world in space. And then 1980s pop music. Like, mm-hmm. that's so perfect when it's so different, yet it works so well. Exactly. That yeah. was a nice touch. You don't see that too often in sci fi movies, that kind of soundtrack. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? But uh, let's just go through the team a little bit. You know, the Guardians of the Galaxy themselves. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think about these? I know we've talked about comic book movies in the past, but. And we did a couple weeks ago with X-Men, but what do you think of these team-based movies where it's more of a group of superheroes? Um, Do you prefer a uh, group-style movie to, like, an individual, like Iron Man or Spider-Man? I think if it's done right, a group-based movie is the best way to go. I agree. Uh, It allows you to have multiple characters, lots of different personalities, lots of different ways to move the story along. Different relationships between the different members. Exactly. But when done wrong... It's pretty yeah. bad because each person doesn't get enough time. Right. Some person might get too much. There's usually going to be someone that you don't like, and they you see them too often. And then whenever they're um, on screen, you're like, oh, come on. Exactly. And so it takes away from the film. Um, like X-Men, I think X-Men does it right. X-Men does it very well. Uh, for in some the good of the ones. movies. In the good ones, <laughs> but yeah. in like X3 or Origins Wolverine, that's when it's done poorly. Yeah. In my opinion. But this film does it right. I mean... There were some characters I didn't like. Really? Um, Who? I would say Groot was the least really? of my favorite. Yeah. Um, okay. When he got on, okay, it was, it was like, okay, uh, either go back to <laughs> Zoe or Chris or uh, even surprisingly Dave Bautista. I actually liked yeah. him in this film. He's I was blown Derek's away. the destroyer. That he actually did a really good job. Yeah. And he played that character so well that... I mean, he kind of played like a really dumb, just... Uh, or not even dumb, but just takes everything literal. literally. Completely literal. Yeah. It's, uh, it was really done well. For, it was. Uh, comedic timing and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was just going to say that I thought they had a pretty good balance with the team. I liked everyone for the most part. I would actually say the weakest was Gamora, Zoe Saldana's character. Mm-hmm. I liked all the stuff between her and her sister. Um, now I'm forgetting what the, her character's name was, but she was Thanos' real daughter, whereas Gamora was the adoptive daughter, and she, he liked her more. 
I like that dynamic of a brother-sister rivalry, and then their fight scene was really cool. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I didn't really like her like falling in love with Star-Lord. That didn't work as much for me. It, it was a little bit. The relationship I didn't like. Mm-hmm. But her character itself, I thought, was pretty good. Oh, yeah. She was um, fine. Even Groot, though, I, I, I did like him. He was just my, probably my least favorite, but I still liked him, and that says a lot about the group. Mm-hmm. Um, Rocket Raccoon was a standout. I loved him. He was awesome. He, Perfect, like just perfect. Funny, but yet also, he had like the saddest moment too when he finally breaks down from drinking too much about how he's been experimented on. Like, what is he? Is he uh, like a uh, from a different planet? <laughs> no, he was created, you know, from the ground up, and that's got to mess with your head. Mm-hmm. And that just shows there are so many. I mean, there, this is a kind of just. I mean. It, you would think it's a comic book movie. There's going to be crazy stuff that happens. There is. the world. Some of the worlds are pretty crazy. But there's such deep, sad moments. Not just sad moments, um, but lovely moments. Just like beautiful moments as well as sad. And it just adds so much depth to it. And it was perfectly timed. The raccoon moment, perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, one, the scene with his mother and the, the, the tape, perfect timing. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other ones, but it just all works so well. Everything works so well, and the writing for this film, just perfect. It's really good, yeah. Yeah, I love this film so much. <laughs> Me too. It's probably, like I said when we reviewed Edge of Tomorrow, it's like neck and neck with that for my number one. I don't even see how I keep, it compares. I keep I think, going back and forth. I think this is way uh, way above. And I can understand that opinion. I just thought Edge of Tomorrow was so unique, but... This is so good too. And then with the action scenes, the action scenes were really are good. awesome. Uh, you have um, sort of towards the beginning. Well, actually, in the very beginning, when Star Lord's first introduced, and he yes. takes out a couple, couple kind of bad guys. One thing about okay. Star Lord that I loved is that he's Chris Pratt, and he's obviously this clumsy human, right? In any other movie, he's just going to be the clumsy human, but here he's clumsy yet. He's really good at what he does. He's very proficient. He kicks ass. Like he doesn't mess up as much as you would expect this type of character to. Exactly. He's really well done, but still clumsy. Mm-hmm. You know. But then you also have like the chase scene on uh, yes. that one world. I don't the main world. I, don't, I can't think of what it's called. Um, I know, but it's just but where, free world. That's yeah. where all, the whole group, or not the whole group, but most of the group, kind of meets each other, yeah. trying to get this orb, this magical orb. Um, but later on in the very near the very end, the very actually the very end fight scenes are awesome. Yeah. Um maybe not as epic as I wish they could have been, but you know what? That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um and that leads to my one one problem with the film and that it tried to infuse comedy maybe just a little bit too much. In the just final act. The final act, but other times when they did it, it was okay. I wish they wouldn't have. Uh, I can't think of specifics at this time. Um, but at the very end, the very last fight scene is definitely one that should not have happened. I understand why they did it uh, with their little dance scene, you know. Yeah. But it, come on. This is your epic battle. I understand you've done it throughout the whole film, but this is one scene. Let's, let's make it I, really cool. I can agree. I do think that um, they set up... I've heard a lot of complaints to that um, Ronan, the villain, he's like this religious, cultural nut, you know, obsessive guy. 
I've heard a lot of complaints that he's a terrible villain. I don't think so. No, I not thought he was really cool. I do too. I remember we and talked menacing. about him in uh, on another podcast. Yeah, and he is a really I think he's a badass, really good villain. What I think the problem was was that they made him so powerful, so much of a badass that they kind of had a cop out at the end about how to go about defeating him. You yeah. know, I felt like maybe if they had more time to develop it, they could have made the final act incredible. Yeah. But, it, but, as is, it's still okay, but I just felt like it was a little bit cheap, the end, mm-hmm. with his character. And what doesn't make sense is why he even needed Thanos, though. Um, yeah, see, then the plot stuff is a little bit uh, convoluted. A little bit, but I'm okay with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm still, fine. I it still didn't bother me at all. The flow of it, I, I, mean, I really enjoyed it. The pacing, the pace was perfect. It was. And on rewatch, I kept expecting, like... As much as I love The Wolf of Wall Street, and I thought the first time I watched it, it was flawless, there were stretches on a rewatch where it was just a little bit, you know, not boring, but just... It, not as good. It, a little stale. Yeah. But this, on a rewatch, it, was, every time I expect that to happen, boom, something else would kick in, and it really is paced brilliantly. It really is. Uh, the only thing with watching it on a rewatch is that you want you would like to watch it on the big screen again. True. That's the only difference. Yes. Uh, it's much more epic. Mm-hmm. Which I usually don't think is the case with movies. This one is absolutely true. You, I mean, but it's still a great watch on a normal sixty inch yeah. or even shorter. Well, fifty. Fifty's yeah. okay. Fifty's okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, what about the? There's a lot of movies do this lately. The nine eleven imagery, and this movie does it kind of at the end as well. Yeah, um, because they, the world they use is almost pretty much like a Earth world. Yeah, um, and that kind of brings it back down to what we can mm-hmm. recognize and see the devastation, which is a good tactic. It's good to allow the audience to to have a uh, kind of marker to relate to. And, and whereas uh, in a lot of movies like Man of Steel or Star Trek uh, Into Darkness, uh, where that it's kind of empty to me, and you can't really feel the danger for the people that are on the ground. In those situations, this I thought you really could. Absolutely, and the reason why, one of the reasons why I think, is that you got to see a lot of the little people. You got yeah. to see like John C. Riley's character. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like a normal everyday cop. Uh, yeah. You got to see him a couple times, but not too much. Like you didn't want to see too much of him, but you saw enough. Uh, you saw uh, a businessman or two. Mm-hmm. Like you got to see different people, and that makes the world seem so mm-hmm. much realer and so much more. Um, at cost, there's so much more cost to what is happening. Yeah, you get a little more invested in this planet and in these people, mm-hmm. and they don't completely ignore them once the battle starts. They will flash you here and there to just show you how they're seeing it and how they're reacting to it. Exactly. And that was the difference, you know. And even like the, oh, how awesome was it when all the people on the ships, the Kree ships, like form this this like net shield thing around. And I, like, the idea of it to me is really cheap. I think it would really? be, it's, it's stupid. I but thought visually it, it looked awesome. Watching it, it's perfect. It looks awesome. It really does. It looks so cool. And, but then the idea of it when watching the film is like, it makes perfect sense. It's like, yes, there, there we go. It's not the best solution, but it's the only it solution they can solution, do right. at that time. And yes, do it, do it. Let's see if it works. Um, and when things happen, I felt... Uh, I felt things, <laughs> if that <laughs> makes sense. 
<laughs> not like I'm crying over these people, but the way they set it up, I felt like, oh no, like I don't you, want to get too much into it. You but, do feel a little bit emotionally yeah. attached. You do, and that that's a like sign a little of a bit good in film. the pit of your stomach, just something. You know? Yeah, yeah. And once the like for me, the the thing that I love about this movie the most, once the movie ended, I was sad because I wanted so much more. I really right. did. I could have I can't gone... wait for the sequel. And apparently, they're going to be, like... <laughs> they're being set up to be in, like, Avengers 3. And they're, apparently, they're going to show up more than just this one time. I would not... I don't want that to happen. I, I, would, I would be okay if this film was the only one. Really? I would be... Oh, complete... I want more. Well, I do want more. But I don't... One, I don't want them in any of the Avengers movies. Please don't cheapen these characters like that. What do you mean? I'm Avengers in... is awesome. I... <sighs> Yeah, but it, um, it, to me, it's going to cheapen them. Um, well, go, all right. Sequel, how about this? I don't think a sequel can be as good as this one. Like, I don't think they'll be able to do it again. I think everything worked so perfectly well. I almost want to say by accident. Like, there's no way they can replicate it. I don't think they can. It's very. I think it's going to be very, hmm. very difficult. It will be tough because not. I mean, everything works so well together. The timing and the timing and comedy are so hard to match up. And they did it so well with actually having action. If they have plot, the same director, character, story, writer, everything. I don't know. Like they set up Thanos. Obviously, he they is uh, briefly in this movie. He's going to be the main villain in Avengers uh, three, which is in like two thousand seventeen or eighteen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I do you think they did a good enough job of setting him up as like this above and beyond threat, like who? What they did, I think. I they think did. So he's pretty I menacing. Think he's like he's a god among men. Yeah, like basically. all this stuff is happening, and he's just sitting in his chair laughing about it. You know, like doesn't yeah. even bother him yet. Yeah, but which I'm they, excited. Well, I have to say though, with yeah. that, it almost made um, what's, what's Ronan? It? Ronan kind of seem a little bit weaker, didn't it? You have this True. amazing villain, and then you have Ronan. But at the same time, that's what made Thanos seem so even more of a badass. Because if Ronan is this much of a badass, and yet Thanos is just like that's true. whatever, you know. Yeah. I guess it could go either way. Mm-hmm. Either way you look at that. Yeah. But I'm excited to see Guardians team up with Avengers to take on Thanos. I really don't want to see. Oh, that. I want to see how these characters interact with the as a Marvel zombie. I mean, if you come <laughs> in and you'll see like Thor comes in. Just some Thor's, what, Thor's too overpowered. Um, no, no compared way. to compared to the Guardians, the Guardians are all relatively realistic in a way. Um, I just want to see how Drax and Tony Stark interact. This sarcastic smartass and this guy that takes everything literally—that's going to be awesome. The jokes are going to get so old. You think so? <laughs> yeah, I don't look. I, I don't look forward to it at all. Oh, I do. What how about the collector? I'm not. Sh- I'm pretty sure that he's going to be the main villain in Guardians of the Galaxy two. At least that's why I think that he was in. He had a not much, and it's Benicio del Toro. I've heard that he's supposed to have a bigger role in I, the future. I hope not. I don't think I one. Think I don't. He might I, be mad that his collection was lost. And he might. I, I definitely. Don't, I don't know. I definitely don't think one he should be. I don't think he will. His be. character was one of the weaker ones to me. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that so many times. Uh, what was it in God? Not Godzilla. Um, Pacific Rim. There was a collector. You know, the exact same type of person who collected the rare items of. But he is uh, a real character from the comics. 
Okay, that might be true, <laughs> but it just... I don't know. I don't, I don't need him. I don't think the, the movie... I could have done without him in this movie. And a villain? How is he going to be a villain? I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. Right, I, I never read these comics. I never read Guardians. Or the, I was never into the sci-fi heroes, you know, and the, the galaxy, that kind of stuff. I was more with Spider-Man, Avengers... But as a movie, I thought this was great. I, and I did if too. I said it at the time, if Star Wars: The Force Awakens is as good as this, they should be ecstatic. Mm-hmm. But then I watched the Star Wars trailer, and I think Star Wars should be better. But we'll see. I mean, I think it's going to be very hard to compare them. I think they're going to be so different. Yeah, but this felt like a it could fit in a as a Star Wars quality movie to me. I, yeah, but uh, the only other thing I have is like the end credit scenes. Did you watch them? The end credit scenes. What happened? The first one is well, because I can't say it was a spoiler, but um, the I first probably one's did. Like a, both of them are comedic. One is Groot and Drax. Groot's dancing to the music. Okay, yeah, I did see it. It was cute, I guess. Yeah, um, and the other one was Howard the Duck. Making fun of the collector. Oh, okay, yeah. Which, I love the original Howard the Duck movie. But, this was, again, just nothing really. I mean, edit credit scenes usually aren't good. Yeah. So. Yeah, when is the last time there's been just awesome end credits? X-Men, when uh, Professor X is talking, but you don't see him. After he's just been ripped apart in the movie. I was going like, to say at the end of the awesome. uh, first Iron Man, when it's... Um, to, uh, what the... F- fuck is his name uh, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Nick Fury shows up and says we're starting the Avengers Initiative I was like oh crap now we got <laughs> a new now we got more of these things yes and I was like yes we got more of these things <laughs> but uh, Sam watched it with me and she loved it too which that's a good test if she likes the movie that I like it must be good yeah. if we can agree <laughs> uh, what would you give it I, I'm going. I'm gonna give it a nine and a half. After rewatching it and loving it, still, I give it a nine and a half. I'm in a heavy nine, late nine and a half. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. And on to straight on to another one of my favorite movies of the year: How to Train Your Dragon Part Two. Yes. Had you seen the original? Absolutely. I saw you have? It. Did yeah. you like it? I liked it nowhere near as much as you. I thought it was a good movie. I give it a seven and a half, eight. Hmm. I liked it. I liked it like um, eight and a half. But... I think it, it, in, if you want to say if it was a Pixar film, it'd be a lower end Pixar film, which is still good. I'd say it'd be mid to mid high. No. Well, have you seen Pixar films? <laughs> like two or three, and... all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but this was the sequel, and this one. Um, Tells the tale of... What is it? Go ahead. <laughs> tells the tale of uh, the time Hiccup. after the dragons and the Vikings are warring. Yes. The town of Burke, or the city of Burke, or the village of Burke. <laughs> it's Burke. What you like to say. Um, has now uh, become friends with the dragons. They are now... Fully embraced. They are dragon riders. They, they have them kind of as pets in reality. Uh, and then one day, Hiccup... Uh, the main character goes outside of Burke and finds that there are other dragon riders uh, 
at least one other dragon rider. There are also dragon trappers. And those dragon trappers work for one main villain, whatever his name was, I can't remember. Um, but anyway, this main villain uh, is creating a dragon army to take over the world, basically. Yeah, that's a pretty good setup. Yeah. Um, it's basically the same cast of characters with a few additions <clears throat> as the first. I have a bone to pick before we really get into the movie itself. I usually love everything Redbox does. This is ridiculous that this movie wasn't available on Blu-ray. It's only available on DVD. That is crazy to me when A Merry Friggin' Christmas, that's literally a title of a movie, is available on Blu-ray, <laughs> which was just straight to DVD movie. And yet this big blockbuster with that would benefit greatly... I think, because I think it's visually stunning, at least it was in the theaters, to only be available on DVD was a big disappointment. And you know what? I would typically say I could care less. This film, I almost want to say I could care less, because watching it in standard, a standard DVD, was amazingly beautiful. One of the greatest looking films I've you ever seen. You should have seen it in theaters. I'm, I mean, I'm not even kidding. This was one of the greatest films I've ever seen in terms of appearance. Um... I will tell you now, it's number one for cinematography. Yeah. It is <laughs> it's epic. beautiful. It truly is beautiful. See, and Even, this, actually, this viewing for me on DVD knocked it down a half a point in my ratings. Oh, really? Because I was certain... It's not just because I was disappointed in, that it wasn't in Blu-ray, but it made me focus more on the story and the plot a little bit more. And that lessered it for me absolutely. a little bit. But... <laughs> In theaters, I was, I will have to say that I was blown away by the visuals. 100%. And that was a lot to drag but me through. For me, though, it's not even so much, I guess the reason why I don't care so much about it not being in Blu-ray is because the actual quality of um, the animation, is, it's really good. It is. But it's not the greatest I've ever seen. Um, yeah, Dream, it's, it's, DreamWorks never is. But it's still really good. But yeah, yeah. It is the actual way they shot it is just so magnificent. When the, they're in the air, it Great. was it was perfect. Fantastic. I don't see how anyone can make it ever be in any theaters, better. In theaters, I got in the like chills um, during those scenes and got like like I was on a roller coaster, you know. Yeah, it was it was incredible. I really have to say it was. But it, for me, it wasn't the actual quality of the animation. It was yeah, the, absolutely. the the angles that they did. Yes, yes, the um, direction, cinematography. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the way they expanded upon that universe. They in the first one, there is only I want to say five to ten dragons, give or take. Well, no, no, there was actually a whole there, book of them, and yeah. so they knew a whole whole bunch. But they bunch only of them. had like it was a smaller story where this has picked up in scale, and there's Such new a, dragons, there's bigger dragons, there's more on screen at once. But I thought that was great. The huh? only problem with it is that mythology wasn't similar. It didn't kind of stay the same. Um, because, one, the Night Fury is the most, you know, um, amazing dragon. Mm -hmm. And every all dragons bow down to it. Yet these dragons, even though they know about Night Fury, didn't. And even though Night Fury is still better, even though you don't really see why he's better, why is Night Fury better than any other dragon? It didn't make sense. Still it's rare. This is like Monster Rancher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I actually I thought the mythology, the continuation of the mythology, wasn't that good. Really? Uh, See, um, I just I know it. They probably strayed away from what they originally had presented. But to me, 
it was so awesome that it didn't matter. I mean, think about the king. They, there's the king, king dragon. One, at first they say there's only one, but then there happens to be two. But then those two aren't even that cool of dragons. You don't think so? They're huge. I like Not the, compared like... to the first, uh, I guess, mother or den mother. Right. Uh, in yeah. the first movie, the den mother was way more powerful. Way more powerful. At least they could fly. These two didn't <laughs> seem like they could fly. They, they shot out ice. And if you know a, a little bit of, about dragon, I guess, mythology, um, each dragon, not each dragon, but um, most dragons, they, uh, at least these big epic ones, can alter the terrain around them, such as creating ice. And mm -hmm. they, there should have been snow and all because of it. But um, it would have been neat to have seen other versions of that. Not just one that does ice, but one that does maybe... Um, something with the mountains, or I don't know. Right. They, sh they could have expanded on that a lot. I more. play Dragon City on iPhone. They have a lot of different elements they could have gone to. Yeah. I have some sick mixed breeds. Because remember the, the Dragonlance books you, you gave me or <laughs> yes. lent me, I still have. Uh, <laughs> it's like okay. Those... I've moved on to Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I showed you Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, t I think I did. Because I, I, I read these and I was like, these are your favorite books? I'm sorry, but there's way better. Come ones. on. It's a, you don't have to say I recommend it to you, but I did. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, um, I will say that the first 15, 20 minutes of the movie was a little too light on a second viewing. Very light, such as it opening up the same way. Um, the first movie opened up close the same way, which was cool. I mm -hmm. like that. That was a neat little yeah. touch. This one opened up the same way. I thought, okay, you already did it twice last movie. Don't do right. it again. It was so... On a first time watch, I didn't notice this, but this is really where it lost points for me was the, just the beginning act. Um, it took a, a while. Game. Yeah, it took a while to get into the story. Mm -hmm. I think it was just a bad time, I guess, to reach. It could have been, and the thing is, that's okay if it adds something to the yeah. characters or whatnot. But it didn't. It didn't add anything yeah. to a anyone. I like the idea of um, Hiccup and Toothless working together to build a map and find more dragons. At that part in the beginning was perfect. Yes. The 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 friendship. They shared the camaraderie. Perfectly showed. They shared the how they both have, you know, uh, Toothless has the missing back fin, and now from the last movie, Hiccup is missing his foot. You know, and now they both have new ways to work around that. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. Um, I, actually, I, I don't want to say... I, I, I got actually pretty emotionally attached to that. I was like, wow. Like, that's like a kid and his dog. Yeah. Just and having that, so much fun Speaking of that, I love the way they designed Toothless as like a mix between a cat and a dog. Mm -hmm. Just his way he reacts. He's licking his paws. He's rolling around. He's, you know, man's best friend, basically. Yeah. And I you, really like that. So did I. It's um, weird that he's the only one that's like that, but... Yeah, all the other dragons, no. Not yeah, at all. But that he's Night Fury, maybe that's the difference. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but then... So there's a big part of the story, and I don't know if we should give it away. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Because it's really well done, in my opinion. You do? I like it. There's a huge twist that you'll see in so many movies, and it's the worst twist that can <laughs> ever be done. And once you watch it and you see it, for me at least... It ruined the film. Really? Uh, the film eventually does bounce back uh, because of how good it does in certain areas. I will say it's predictable. 
the entire. Oh, it is pre- not only predictable, but, it but didn't so terribly done, in my opinion, so terribly hmm. done from the character's point of view. Um, so badly written, it ruins the whole hmm. plot of the film, and I hated the plot. Maybe we should break into this because. I don't want to. I don't because it's a, if you haven't seen it, it's a big yeah, twist. Yeah, that's true. But I like the emotional dynamics that come from it, which is none. There is none. Really? There is no dynamic. It's very static. It's very hmm. just. Uh, I don't. I don't want. I don't know how to fully say anything. But I guess there could have been more anger. But I just liked. There was no anger. True. Not even a trickle. True. Of anger. Now that you say that, that's true. But I thought it packed. An emotional punch to me. Maybe I was easily tricked by that. Wow. I can't... <laughs> that's the shock, most shocking thing I could hear about you saying about this film. Really? There was no emotion at all. There was none. Yes, Literally there is. none. I'm, not, I'm saying with this twist part. Okay, which yeah, is the whole I'm movie talking movie. about another part, I think. At the kind of near the end. Yes. There is someone who loses uh, their life. It's, I won't say who. Or that how. Part, that's that was the, or, so well done. That was really well done. Um, that I do like about this film, and even in the first one, they weren't, they didn't hold back the punches all the way. In the first one, they kind of held back the punches, but not enough. I mean, he did lose his foot, so there you go. I mean, that's kind of a big thing yeah. for a kid to lose Absolutely. his foot. In this, someone loses their life, and it is emotionally uh, like wow. Yes. I I admit I shed a tear. In uh, theaters, I was it was getting misty. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was pretty emotional yeah. uh, with that part of it. That's what I meant with the emotional punch. Okay. I do, I did like some of the emotional beats from the other thing, but none at all. Okay, well, let's I can't talk even... about that afterwards just to see okay. <laughs> where your head is at. But um, I just the main villain. I didn't. He was okay. Like he was just middle of the road for me. Yeah, he was so meh. There, you know? I kind of like the idea of what they were trying to do. Is that this guy? I mean, they kind of tell you kind of early on. He does. He has the ability to control dragons, um, just as Hiccup does, but in a kind of different way, of more of a domination type of right. way. I did like that. How it's similar, but on such a different level. Yeah, but it seemed like there could have been more to it. There could have. His it was, character design was so boring, so generic. Yeah, it's of course it's just brute, you know. Uh, yeah, wear I, dark clothing, look dark, have dark yeah. hair. Um, yeah, it was very generic. wasn't good. So it was bland. It was all bland. Um, yeah, but there was so much cool stuff that came from him controlling the dragons that it it almost made it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could have been better, but I thought it was okay. Yeah, um, I, I feel like they stole a lot of things. Specifically from Star Wars, with Star. that little sword he has, where it comes up like a lightsaber, his little fire sword. Oh, okay. And also Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Why Game of Thrones? There's the epic battle between the dragons in that like uh, ice glacier place. You don't remember near that? Yeah. That I don't think you've seen it yet. But in uh, season four of Game of Thrones, the the battle for the wall episode okay. mm-hmm. looked. It reminded me of that a lot. Oh, okay. But an animated version. I know they probably were making them at the same time or even before, but that's just what it reminded me of. And especially the scene, a funeral scene, where he 
shoots a bow and arrow. Well, that's that all. is literally ripped straight from. Well, that's not. Just, I know that's. That I'm talking visually, like the uh, way. Visually, it's, yeah, okay. not even just the idea of that's like a Viking funeral. That's how they did it back in those times. Just, it was like exact to mm-hmm. me. I don't know. It felt too close. And that's a good things to be taking from. I mean, I don't mind, but it just was a little obvious. Yeah, this whole film just was, uh, at least the plot. The plot is just where it all falls apart because of the the genericness to it. Mm-hmm. A lot, like you said, uh, even the ideas are taken uh, taken from other places. Um, the battles themselves are not even that cool. I thought uh, the battles were pretty awesome. You did? Yeah. I didn't think there was really anything to it. Uh, between the dragons, visually or, on the big screen, just the way there were so many dragons on such a big scale. I mean, it looked cool visually, I guess, but to, like I don't know how to describe it. The two, the two big uh, king dragons, nothing to that. They just rammed each other with their horns. Um, though there was one part when the one dragon, one king dragon kills the other. We won't say whether it's the good king dragon or not. <laughs> I wonder. Uh, that was pretty cool that they were willing to have a dragon yeah. die. True. You know? Of course, Absolutely. they didn't show it, but you knew he got yeah. he got impaled. Um, <laughs> but there, it wasn't that cool. Um, all the new dragons, I don't think were that. There was nothing that was like outstanding. Mm. Um, just a lot of it was bland. A lot of it was bland to me. Yeah, I mean, I I see where you're coming from. I disagree here and there, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Last thing, I guess. I have a couple of things. First, the voice cast. It's pretty well done. You don't, to me, I don't picture the big names that are attached. I feel like they're pretty good at just being that character. I wasn't like when Jonah Hill's talking. I'm not picturing Jonah Hill. I'm just picturing well, Jonah Hill. Character. Uh, Jonah Hill's uh, <clears throat> voice fits that character pretty well. But so does uh, who was the other kidding? Uh, uh, oh yeah, is T.J. Miller? Is that his or, name? Um, uh, the guy McLovin, right? McLovin, yeah. Yeah. Um, his voice perfectly fits that that fat <laughs> yeah. character. You know, he really sh- that voice doesn't go to a skinny person; right. just a really overweight person. So that fit pretty well. Um, yeah, all of the voice acting. Um, they might not be the greatest voice voice actors. They might not portray all of the emotion that they might want to. But it, I mean, it was good enough that hey, that's good enough. You yeah. don't need anything special. I agree. Um, I had heard one critic say that they're they're alluding to that Hiccup's father is gay. Did you pick up on that at all? Because even two times watching it, I didn't see it. Not gay with the best friend uh, Craig Ferguson character. Not at all. I didn't at all. And I was like, Not when they were talking on their podcast, they were basically like, there's some interesting stuff where they're alluding that the father is gay with this character. But then he didn't talk about it anymore, and I'm thinking, I was like, what, I no. didn't see it at all. Like, Not even once. That would have been interesting. He might have just, I mean, I That would have been really interesting, actually. It would have maybe explained some things, but but I didn't see it at all. No. I don't know. Maybe much that as, person's just yeah. trying to create some buzz yeah. for himself. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, because they didn't really like the movie. They said that was like one of the really interesting things. Really, I wasn't. I would just like to hear where they're coming from with that, but uh, I didn't see it. Not at all. Um, This is a design trilogy. Are you anticipating the third one? I think they are. If they've already ran out of stuff after the first one, apparently 
the guy that created it, it's been set up from the very beginning how it's going to go. One, two, and three. Like, it was designed from the beginning as a trilogy. And this is supposed... It's supposed to be... They know what they're doing. But, uh, we'll see. I, I think they ran out of stuff after the first movie. Um, because... You like the first one better? In terms of plot, yes. In terms of visuals, no. Uh, in terms of characters, I think both are pretty much the same. Um... There's, I mean, it depends on what, how you want to compare them. I mean, as movies, as movies, <laughs> I would put them on a pretty much the same playing field. I agree with you that the first one, the plot and story, is better. This one's the visuals are much better. To me, it balances to about the same. Mm-hmm. What would you give it? I give it a seven and a half. Seven and a half. I give it eight and a half. Yeah. Okay. Mostly for visuals, though. It's so beautiful. The visuals are stunning. Yeah. But the plot is god awful. I wouldn't say got off. But that it, twist, it's not... which is the whole movie, is terrible. It is. Terrible. I don't think it's terrible. I think it. That's was... where the difference is between us. I think it was so bad. But fair enough. You Watch be... it? I would recommend both of the movies we reviewed. Definitely, everyone should see. Yeah, I, I would recommend them. Watch it and see what you think, and email us. Please at do the Red Box Report at yahoo.com. Absolutely. Tell Very us what def- you think. Please do. Let's have a back and forth. Is he gay? <laughs> you lost it. I I don't know. I didn't see it. But top five DreamWorks animation films. Yeah, you love DreamWorks for some reason. I love Dream. Why do you? I feel like you always like. I feel like they're until very recently they've just been a terrible animation studio, mm. and um, I had a hard time putting this together. Really? Yeah. That's what. Yeah. Absolutely. And I don't love DreamWorks like you say, but the very first movie they you picked, said they're better than they, Pixar. When did I say that? <laughs> Off the mic. But uh, <laughs> the very first movie they made, Ants, is a pretty no, good. No, it's not. Oh my god, is it your number six? I can't even. Man, I, no, did you see, even say Ants? Uh, no, Bugs Life is better. It's pretty 100% much the same. Better. It's pretty much the same movie. It's Way better. better. But Ants is pretty good. Here's what it is for me. Animated movies are more about the visuals. For me, like okay, that's not at all. For me. Movies in general are. I'm more. For, I like the visuals, but especially animation. Like if you have a really cool art style, like that movie that I watched last week or the week before, Ernest and Celestine, that will win you a lot of points in my book. It was if it's beautiful visually, just like How to Train Your Dragon, two, it will be rated higher for me. Really, and whereas. <laughs> DreamWorks, they have the ugliest animation. I hate their animation. It's so blocky. It's so. Some people like it. I don't. See, it's weird because, um, like Disney, I, I feel like Disney Disney tries now to do a lot with character because they don't do as much with visuals. I don't feel. Um, Until Big Hero Six was really good. Well, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Pixar or DreamWorks. DreamWorks just typically tries to have fun with their films. That's true. There's not so much of a story, and there's not so much of these great characters. It's just fun. True, but that then is fun. Pixar has in, incredible quality and awesome story. Um, yeah, I don't think their characters are always the best, but that's okay because the the story makes up for those characters. What about Studio Ghibli? Studio Ghibli is perfection, <laughs> pretty much. Um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, but so I'll start off my number five with Wallace and Gromit. 
Curse of Claymish, a I like. Robert. Oh, sorry. I didn't know you were going to yeah. pick the sequel. What? No. That's oh, yeah. the oh. first one? No. That? Oh, no. Is that is that the, the first I one they the, made? I don't know. I thought they had Jamie just Wallace and Gromit, or, did, or was the first one subtitled as well? I, th- I, mean, I don't know. All I, I know is The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. It's good. Yeah, I like that's the the, See, the thing with Wallace and I do like the Wallace and Gromit movies. The, I like most claymation movies. I just don't know if I've seen one entirely straight through, at least recently. Uh-oh. So like, I can't say like I couldn't separate the the Wallace and Gromit movies apart mm-hmm. from each other. So I I couldn't really qualify. Well, because surprisingly, they have a couple. Uh, like one one of my later on picks is another claymation. Um, <laughs> Watch out. But yeah, I, I liked Wallace and Gromit. Um, funny, but at the same time, I liked the story. Um, I don't think there was really much depth to it, but it was just a really fun movie. And that's pretty much every one of my films on this list is very fun. I will give them that. Like, I, I don't like Madagascar, but it was on the other day. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it's, it could be fun. I yeah. mean... I don't know if maybe I didn't give it enough credit because the animation... I just don't like the way it looks that I didn't give it enough credit in other areas. Mm-hmm. That could be. Uh, my number five is a movie that is okay but is so overrated it's not even funny. It's Shrek. The first Shrek movie. The first one? Yes. Okay. None of the other ones are good at all, but at least the first one was Completely okay. <laughs> <laughs> the first one's like a six and a half. It's It's... Mildly funny at best, has fun moments, decent movie. Well, I'd have to disagree with you a little bit, but we'll <laughs> talk about that later. Um, my number four is Ants. Um, oh, I'm sorry that I dropped it too much. No, it's okay. I mean, um, I once again, I do think Bugs Life is better. It's pretty much the same thing. You have, you know, just the ant colony. One guy kind of wants to go outside of this. Um, you did utilitarianism type of government that mm-hmm. they have. Uh, I don't think that's. It's not terrible. Of. I was being a little harsh earlier. It's just when you compare it to a Bugs Life. It's Bugs it's, Life is yeah. better visually and uh, platily. Platily, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Okay. My number four is Monsters vs. Aliens. Oh my god! Did you see that? Why would you put that on this? It's list? It's not that great, but it's. <laughs> Why would you put that? This because list. they have no good movies. That's like putting Madagascar. I hope you didn't put Madagascar in this list. We'll have to find out. <laughs> but uh, Monsters vs. Aliens, it's a decently funny. It is a fun movie, I will say. And visually, it's not as bad as most of their movies. I like the Seth Rogen gelatin character, Bob, because his name, mostly. But he's kind of funny. Reese Witherspoon as the main character is okay. I'd give this movie a 7 out of 10, but... It's the fourth best that they have to offer. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, it is a very... It's like Megamind, which I think... That, I hate Megamind. Like, excuse me, I think DreamWorks did yes, as well. Yes, I hated it. Um, they're pretty much very similar. Megamind's one of the worst animated movies I've ever seen. Wow. Okay, well... In my mind. That's, In that's, my Megamind. That's way... That's such an over... Like, over-exaggeration. I don't but, know. I'd have to put that uh, list together. <laughs> but anyway, this film, uh, Aliens vs. whatever, um, <laughs> oh, Monsters vs. Aliens or whatever, um, I don't know, it's not, I don't. I wouldn't even say it's that fun, some funny, funny uh, parts with Bob, but that's about it. See, there always are some funny parts with Bob. Yeah. 
That's about it. That's so, <laughs> my number three, I'm hoping is on your list, because so far your list is not good. Um, I don't think, you, like, usually I don't try on these lists too much. I just, That's nice. I, I just quickly do them. I feel like you just quickly did this one, because nope, you just I, have this in your head. I poured over the movies, and I'm like, seriously, this is all I have to choose from? I don't like any of these movies. Well, number three should be in your list, Kung Fu Panda. We'll uh, have to find out. I'm hoping it is, because not only is this a very fun movie, uh, in terms of the idea of it being Kung Fu, the fight scenes are awesome. They are really this good. Is this is one where the visual... This was their first movie where they had beautiful visuals. Bright popping colors, great animation. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Um, the villain is awesome. I love the villain. I love the kind... the, the uh, Almost like the, the feng shui of the film. How it is so... Uh, oriental. It is. It feels right. Yeah. Um, I, I really liked it. I love the voice acting. The voices. Jack Black's great. Not just Jack Black, Everybody. but uh, everyone in this film was so well, perfectly matched to each of their creatures. You know, I, I really, really enjoyed this film. I'll just go ahead. It's my number two. Number two. Okay. This was the first DreamWorks movie that I think I actually liked because it, it really caught me off guard and surprised me at how much I did like it. It's uh, a good pick. My number three, though, is The Croods. I, I don't think you've seen it. I haven't seen it. This one caught me off guard. This was one I expected to be really bad, with uh, Nicolas Cage and Emma Stone. A story of a prehistoric family as they they have to survive the whatever the is causing... The Ice Age? Yes. Well, not the Ice Age, because that would be Ice Age. It's like something similar, like their apocalypse, basically. As the world evolves into the next stage, they have to survive. Uh-huh. Visually, mm, still not great. But where they make they make up for the actual visuals with, with some creativity. And um, I don't know, it's a really funny movie. I think there's some really... Great dynamics as a prehistoric family. They get some good beats out of that. Nicolas Cage, surprisingly good as a voice mm-hmm. in an animated movie. and uh, It's like a 7.5 out of 10, but it was a pleasant surprise. I would recommend it if you like any DreamWorks movies. You'd probably like that. Okay. Well, maybe I'll check it out. But my number two is Chicken Run, a clay oh, animation. Uh, it's, pretty, it's decent. It's yeah. uh, I believe it is one of the earlier ones. Yes. Um... This movie, I actually, tr- I really enjoyed because of several different reasons. One, it was so creative, uh, having these chickens have a society and, and run. <laughs> yeah, and the, the society ran very well. Yeah. Um, there was all different designated like jobs for each chicken, and um, the way their their chicken pens resembled houses, and how they actually had different um, technologies inside of those houses. Uh, the idea of them actually trying to escape and how they would escape and um, all different um, interferences was just so fun to watch. But then it was creative. It was much more than just fun. There was a depth to it. Um, you got to see kind of a reflection on our own society and how um, we as people live uh, or sometimes in, we engage others. Um, if you want to say with the Nazi concentration camps or... Um, the um, the Japanese internment camps in the United States, different things like that. Um, 
I, I really enjoyed this film. That makes a lot of sense. See, this, like Wallace and Gromit, I think all these movies I saw in school in like half an hour increments here and there. So I, I don't really remember too much. I do remember enjoying them. Um, did you ever watch The Great Escape? No, I've never seen it. Um, back in, I don't know, I think the 60s or... I've heard of it. This is like a clay animation version oh, yeah? with chickens. Nice. I think they actually use a lot of the same it's songs probably, and yeah, stuff. It's probably on purpose. It, yeah. yeah. That's good. What's your number one? My number one is Shrek. You are Boom. crazy that it's not your number one. I mean, this is, it's not an overrated film. It is hysterical. No, it's not. Um, I would have to watch it today, but I'm pretty sure it's still hysterical. The soundtrack is great. It is, like, I know you don't like the songs for some crazy reason. Um, it's all obnoxious people. Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, so and, obnoxious and, and yet annoying. they do such a great job in this. They calm it down, have fun with it, yet make it entertaining for people outside of the film. Yeah, if you're it. 10 years old, you'll love it. I was 10 when I watched it. <laughs> there <so>. you go. <laughs> uh, and it was, I loved all the different characters getting to see all these different fairy tales combined into one. That, that's where it um, earns points for me, because it was kind of clever in that way. Yeah. And it was it was funny. I mean, when you had this old lady trying to get rid of the donkey, if you, you probably don't remember that scene, but it's, it's hysterical. Watch it again, and you'll... I probably will eventually, because my daughter... Will watch it. Her I favorite, will make sure she watches it. Her favorite thing in her life, besides me, is her Shrek pillow. She has a little pillow with the picture of Shrek donkey but she's never seen the movie but she loves that pillow so I'm sure we'll have to watch the movie eventually yeah. but my number one is a combo pack how to train your dragon one and two it didn't even make my list that's ridiculous it didn't because I need more than just visuals from the second film what about the first the first film if you would like, I can take away ants. No, it'll just make I could take away ants. Please do. I'm scared of them. In all honesty. Yeah, I would switch Wallace and Grummet anyway with ants. Um, so take away ants. Uh-huh, all right. I win. In. You can substitute in the first one for ants. The second one, no. Uh, it's a visual milestone that's, that's for fair. animation, I think. I do um, agree with that. It's past Pixar in the sense of cinematography. In scale, yeah. Um... Yeah, that's about it. I that's can, I can definitely understand where you're coming from for that. But I love them both. So, that's my number ones. I don't have any honorable mentions for the first time ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> because that's how much DreamWorks sucks. I tried so hard to find anything to put wow. as an honorable mention. Okay. But I didn't see Puss in Boots. So, wow. <laughs> that could be the one. Yeah, They do a lot of, like, extra films. Like, oh, yeah. It's always a series. Madagascar 6. Penguins of Madagascar. Yeah. I've heard that's. I do want to see the new penguins of Madagascar. Though. The trailer looked funny. It does. They, those are my favorite characters. They're like the um, things from Despicable Me, the yellow things. What are those things called? Minions. The penguins. Oh, are I hated the minions. But they're minions. like comparable. They're a little side, and now they have side characters that now are getting their own thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we should move on. The film club segment? Film club segment, yes. Michael Fassbender in Shame. Directed by Steve McQueen. Oh, yep. Uh, was that it? was this his first one? Second movie. His Second first one. was Hunger, which if oh. you like this and 12 Years a Slave, you should definitely check out. It's a good movie. Okay. Uh, Carrie Mulligan is in it as well. Great actress. Uh, this film is about, you have Brandon. Brandon it's about Brandon. sex. 
Again, is, every film I recommend. It seems like if he, <laughs> this guy is completely addicted uh, to sex. He has this dark secret. He's willing to get hookers and all different things. Look through filthy porn uh, at work and stuff. And I like <laughs> the guys. Your hard drive is filthy. Yeah. I mean, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and but he lives like a, a solid, solitary life. Um, and it gets shaken when his sister, who is also kind of harboring these demons as well, maybe different demons, but demons yes. nonetheless. I'd be interested um, to see what their childhood was like. Yeah, maybe or not, I don't want to yeah, say. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of shakes up his life, comes in, lives with him for a little bit, um, and his demons start to surface a little bit more. People start finding out, and then he kind of uh, starts unraveling in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I recommended this movie to you because this was I love this movie it made probably my top five definitely my top ten of 2011 I believe this is what really got me on the Steve McQueen bandwagon Hunger I liked but I had some problems with this it just captivated me it's a slow paced movie it's a it's not like it's exciting in the typical sense but for some reason just the cinematography the look of the film the mood the the performances everything about it just it had me in its grasp Um, and I thought you might like it uh, I did I read a little bit about it uh, and it seems like most critics agree with you Um, people love this some people hated it Um, I remember critically yeah there's like a little like portion of the critics that hated it really for some reason um Unless I you're about to join them. I, I didn't read too many of those. I just kept on hearing how it's so powerful. It's captivating. It's so emotionally like draining. I agree um, with there's that. so much to this. The acting is uh, like a master class acting. It is. Um, I watched it, and I'm going to join that minority. Minority. Oh no! I don't. I don't see it. This is one of those films. I don't see what you guys are talking about. I don't. I just, I honestly don't, I don't even see the acting that you guys are talking about. Michael Fassbender is amazing in this. He is so overdramatic at everything he's doing in this film. It doesn't, I don't see what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Carrie Mulligan is pretty good, actually. I thought she was kind of, she she did a good job at this kind of uh, off-kiltered um, mm-hmm. uh, woman who has some things she needs to work out. I thought she did a good job. Michael Fassbender, I actually—you've turned me on to him. I think he is a great actor. I really do. Uh, Don't th- turn him on; he's got he, a huge one. Uh, okay. <laughs> Based on this, he does—he does strip down. Um, <laughs> I hear he does that in a lot in some of his films. Really? Right? Um, yeah. Um, but I, he just—he overdid it this time. Man, that's—I um, knew it was a possibility because I could feel like if you don't. If it doesn't catch you early on, I could see this movie feeling completely empty. It was. It was okay. so empty. Typically, I like these slow movies because this was god awful slow. It was, I which just, is okay. It's that's not that's not going to hurt a film for me, unless I don't like the characters. I don't like what I'm watching. Like there was nothing to catch on to. I mean, I don't nothing. even know if I can explain why I liked it so much just because I would like you to because that seems I don't I don't I don't understand it. A lot of just Steve crit- McQueen, his camera. I think I, I felt don't. like his camera was my eyes. Like 
I was just really. I thought it was pretty actually plain. Yeah, the way I know he directed it. But there's something... I don't feel like the, the the cinematography was anything extraordinary. It was just a normal... No, absolutely. Um, it was the choices, though. Almost... It was bordering... It was a mixture between American and uh, European-style filmmaking. It almost looked good, but then it didn't. It kind of drew back into the American style. Um, See, I like how he lingered on shots. How he, he kept the camera there for long periods. There was not much cutting... You know, he stayed for the uncomfortable silence. Like, the thing that sticks out is the dinner scene with him and the uh, the girl he goes out on a date on. Mm-hmm. And to really capture the disconnection between these two people that otherwise are two good-looking people, they should be connecting. I, it just was really subtle, the way they captured how she's... When the waiter comes over, she's continues being herself. She's talking to the waiter. He shuts down completely. And it's subtle, like... I don't know. It just really gets under them by just lingering on the situation. Hmm. And I really feel like you can see his brain working. Um, I guess a lot of the situations they put in, they had in this film, I guess would create these kind of weird moments. And maybe that's why I don't like, didn't like it as much. Um, no, that's not the reason why. But I guess that's one of the reasons why I don't understand it is those weird moments such as he's on a train early on he sees this woman with a red wedding ring and he starts giving her these kind of goo eyes <laughs> she starts doing it back and then all of a sudden her face kind of sours and she runs off the train into the crowd because she realized probably what she was doing yeah but almost it wasn't that that's the thing it just i don't know it was just do you not buy sex addiction as a thing uh because I... It's not right that he would do that knowingly with the married woman and try to... Yeah. But is it his addiction or is he just an asshole? No, I don't think he was... I think it was his addiction in a way, except for the very end when he wasn't allowed to get into a club and all of a sudden he's like, well, let's just go into this gay club and have sex with some men. I don't think that's how it works. I don't don't know. I I mean, I don't know if if you can be that sick addicted to sex that you're willing to I feel to... like you could. I feel like I don't know, it could things could get boring and you need something kinky or something more to get off on, you know? And it could just go deeper and deeper. Maybe. Um at I don't first know. though I almost didn't even think that he was that addicted. I didn't think it was like that big of a problem. I mean it seemed like he just he liked to have some sex and watch some porn. And that's what it seemed like at first. Um that's what I think is really interesting about this movie. He has it under control because he has a routine. He's completely... He's a control freak. He, you know, he ha- he lives at home alone. He has things set up a certain way. He does things. He goes to work at this time. So when his sister comes, that completely ruins everything for him and sends him in a spiral because his routine is gone. His control is gone. She's a wild card, you know? Mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, that, that's a neat aspect to look at it that way. Um... I think this speaks to addiction, not just sex addiction, but it gets at all kinds of addiction. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all very similar. Gambling, drinking, drugs, sex. Just the the nature of it. But see, that's the thing. I don't even feel it was that powerful in the sense of addiction. Like, hmm. I, don't, I don't see the power in this film at all. I really don't. I don't see what you guys see. Uh, in I guess kind of like how he can look normal the, to the everybody. No one knows that he's addicted, you mm-hmm. know. But it's 
under the surface it's so strong and it's like his entire identity is this addiction that's what I think is really good this movie but shows how he has nothing except for this I don't almost feel like they even showed the addiction that much hmm. that's what I'm I but think. they show they don't have to show it because it's on his face you can just see it I it's, didn't see really? it really that's mm. my problem okay. is I didn't okay. see it I can see that and for most of the film I just thought what is this about like what is it about uh, I just couldn't I couldn't read it. I, I don't know why. Um, I thought they used silence well. To did you think so? Um, I thought they had a. I think that this film had a lot of artistic elements that I probably don't appreciate. Uh, I one thing I do appreciate is, is that it wasn't pretentious. Uh, I can definitely see how another director would have made this a pretentious film. Right. Uh, used very different elements, artistic elements to make it pretentious. This wasn't at all. Um, so even though that silence um, can be pretentious, it wasn't in this. Uh, I don't necessarily, I didn't necessarily like it, mm -hmm. just because I just didn't necessarily like the film. Okay. Um, what know. about the brother-sister relationship? I didn't like that either. It was really? just, I mean, it was very unusual. It was very weird. I was wondering, are they sexually attracted to each other? Is that was yeah, that? I think that's supposed to. Was that the word. demon? I think like you're it? just weird thinking yeah. it. No, I think that you're supposed to definitely. That's supposed. There's definitely something weird because they were definitely them, talking really close to each other. Like their faces were so close it, when they talked yeah. a lot. So there's um, either something weird or it's just everyone has different relationships with, I guess, with their siblings. Like. Mm -hmm. Some people are closer, touchy-feely. Some people are cold and distant. But that's fine. Either And he know. was definitely cold and distant with everyone. And that's one thing I don't like. I typically don't like in a character. is for them to be so distant and cold that it seems almost too unrealistic. That they're, mm. He had no idea how to talk to anyone. Because well, I guess he just doesn't usually do but that. It, like, that type Unless of, it's in a predatory sense. That type of character... like. When you see him, he's a decent-looking guy. He is in a great very good position uh, financially. He's he has a great job. Uh, more than likely, that's not how he's going to be at all. There's almost no way he's going to be that. Way. I bought it. Not a, how? How could you buy that? It was cheap. <laughs> it was cheap. Though. Oh. Was cheap. You're right. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is towards the end when uh, Carrie Mulligan sings the song. And that was I actually towards the middle. Oh, or actually it? early. That was in early. my head. It, it was, was like later. 35, on. 40 minutes. Oh, early. really? I could see you hating that, though. Because it's so slow and drawn out. It was. But I loved it. And it was. I loved it. If that was in a different movie, yeah. That was, it was a good song, um, good moment. But his face during that entire performance was cringeworthy. It's why are you making these overly dramatic facial <laughs> expressions? He, she is singing a song. Like, come on, you don't have to seem like you're the most pained individual in the world. She's singing it so slowly, so seductively, almost. Maybe there, that could you be. You know, it's, there was a lot there, for such little, if that makes sense. I mean, it was a long, that was a long song. <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, if you sing it normal, probably a minute and a half, this was five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked it. I didn't. I knew, um, if you like that, yeah, I could see I, that. The one thing I did like about this film was an hour and uh, 40 minutes, I think. It didn't seem that long. Uh, True. I think that's because it has the 
drawn out scenes, like not drawn out, but uh, long takes. You know the mm-hmm. the silence. That that usually, if it was a quick pace cut together Michael Bay film, it would seem longer. Yeah. Usually, I think that's how it works. But maybe. But I loved it. You did. I really didn't. Out of all of these kind of uh, sexually driven films that you've been recommending, that was the like theme me, of the year. <laughs> it seems like it. Uh, because when I looked for it, I think when uh, uh, Netflix. It didn't have it, but it had like all these movies like it. Oh god! And it was like blue is the warmest color, <laughs> and all like all of these ones you recommended to me. And I was like, wow, Stranger by the Lake. Yeah, like there's tons of ones you recommended me. So I like it. Mm-hmm. I like the. <laughs> I don't um, know what it I is. I think this was the only one I didn't like. Though. Okay, I'm not sure. I would have to. I'll try harder next time. Oh, be uh, careful. <laughs> but this was I didn't I didn't like it. What so. would you give it though? I really am going to give it like a five. It's a nine for me. I I wish I enjoyed it as you guys did. Like it, it seems you like, guys. Well, it's, it's I everybody. Mean, it really seemed like because I was wondering why you would have like what was good about this film. I don't see anything good about this film. I was scared of that, but you say try new things. You want. Yeah, I mean, but this is kind of the same old, same old, you know. It's just, a different just, style of movie, I think. I don't think it was. I don't think it tried anything new. I don't think it was bold. I don't I don't think it was... It was nothing. It was just something I could have made. I think it's a movie you're either in 100% for or it feels hollow and empty, and mm-hmm. that was you. It was, <laughs> it was very empty. I made this analogy, Gene, perfectly earlier in the year. We were talking about American Hustle. For you, it was that Easter bunny that you bite in, and it's just a hollow nothing. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it was a peanut butter egg. Ew, I don't something. even like the peanut butter egg. <laughs> oh, I do. It's not even real peanut butter. I would say cream egg, but that's a little... I it's think about like, sex, and it's... Uh, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, what's my next movie? Uh, your next movie, which will be kick off the new year. Uh, e tu mama tambien. Yeah. Mama? Tambien. Mama Tambien, which is, there's a lot of sex in. Is there? It's a, <laughs> <laughs> It's like a... Uh, I'm going to watch a clip of it. coming-of-age sex movie, road trip drama. I'm going to watch a little bit of it, see if I've seen it. I oh. have a feeling I might have seen oh, it. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so I'll okay, let you know. Okay, well, let me know. Yeah. I don't... You would remember it. It's really good. I know. I... I well, but see. just let me know. Yeah. If not, I got backups. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, and on the next episode, I'll be reviewing Night. The Night of the Hunter. Yeah. I watched it already. You did? Mm-hmm. Greatest movie, not of the year, but of your life? <laughs> we'll talk about it in the next if episode. If you say no, I'm going to be surprised. I hated it. No. <laughs> we'll talk about it next week. But uh, we'll talk about what else we watched now. Yes. For me, nothing. For you, everything. So let's hear about it. <laughs> okay. Well, let's put it out there. Um, I actually did watch one. It was a documentary about five different Santas. I don't remember the name of it. it must have been great. Um, remember <laughs> last year I watched one exactly at the same time about a Santa. He's going around pretending to be Santa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do um, remember that. Actually. And I only watched this because of that. I was like, well, I watched one. Let me watch <laughs> this one. Watched it and it Forgettable. is... It's no, it's not. It's nothing. It has a lot to do about Santa, but it's like goes drastically in different directions. Really? Yeah, it goes about uh, these people who play Santa are 
really uh, not your typical people. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, not a good. You, it seems like you would like it really? based off of these recommendations. Oh, okay, okay. Getting, uh... <laughs> now I'm a creep. <laughs> the only new movie that I watched was Borgman. Borgman. This is a. I want to say it's a German movie. It's a foreign language European movie about a homeless guy who like, invo gets himself involved with this uh, middle class suburban family but there's more than meets the eye there's something under the surface something going on gets a little weird it's a little post Tenebrix Luxie in a way but not as weird it's a straightforward movie looks good visually excuse me um has some interesting ideas. It's kind of slow. It kind of doesn't make complete sense to me, but I don't know if it's supposed to. It, I don't want to give it too much away because it's it's interesting. It's like, is he the devil? Or is he just somebody who has connections? I don't know what to say about it. It's an interesting movie, 7 out of 10. Oh, okay. Huh. It... I, I heard about it from the Sound on Sight podcast, and those guys loved it, so I watched it. I didn't love it as much as them, but I, I thought it was pretty good. Now, I watched some movies that I've never seen before, but every, I'm sure everyone else has. Uh, Muppet Christmas Carol? I haven't seen it. You that. haven't seen it? Have you seen... What is your feeling on the Muppets in general? I don't think I've ever seen the Muppets in almost anything. I have never... I don't think I've seen any of the old movies. But I have seen the two new ones. And, so, I mean, obviously, every kid knows the Muppets. But i definitely never seen this. Pretty good, actually. Um, Is Michael, this one of the older ones? I don't know when it came out, but it's on Netflix. Um, it's just the Christmas Carol, the classic story that's been told a million times, but the Muppets version. Mm. Uh, Michael Caine... Michael Caine <laughs> plays uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, and he's awesome. He is really good in this movie. Works well off to puppets. Or Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I think I, w I was thinking, oh, if you've seen one Christmas story, Christmas Carol, you've seen them all. Mm -hmm. But no, apparently you haven't. Really? It's not as wacky as I expected. You think Muppets, you think, oh, wacky, crazy, trying to be over-the-top funny. It's more laid-back it has its moments here and there but of that but it's really straightforward and I enjoyed it what do you give it? seven and a half out of ten. Oh, that's not that good better than I expected okay let's put it out there why'd you watch it? cause it was Home with Mackenzie and it was a Christmas theme movie and we're getting close to Christmas okay uh, another one of those that I watched The Nightmare Before Christmas Oh, yeah. I had never seen it before. I haven't either, and I you want to. You haven't? It's really, really good. It's awesome. Is it Tim Burton? No. It's, uh, he might have produced it, but it's, I can't remember who it was, but I had always thought it was Tim Burton, but that was not the credit that popped up for director. Okay. I can't remember who it was, but it's a rare, dark Disney movie, Claymation, like. On Netflix, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Mackenzie loved it. She loved the song this is halloween this is halloween halloween and uh i hear it's great it's great it, it is. is it's a musical claymation 
it visually looks very cool. A lot of creative things. Um, it's just shocking. This is Disney. There's like Jack Skellington pretending to be Santa Claus and delivering shrunken heads to all these boy, little boys and girls. Like that doesn't seem like Disney to me. Yeah. But it's really, really good. It's short, sweet, two to point. Eight out of ten. See, that's the one thing about Disney, though. I, that's what I was going to say earlier, is that they've always been willing to go dark. They've always, I guess so. I, yeah, and Bambi, always, the mom dies. Um, Lion King. But just in Simba. your head, you don't think. I don't know. You hear Disney, and you don't. I mean, if you watch Little Mermaid, where the evil octopus lady, she is pretty darn evil. She's scary. But at least visually, but, it's not dark as well. Like this is a real dark tone. Like okay, it's creepy. I wouldn't say it's amazing. It's an 8 out of 10. Heavy 8 out of 10. But it, it's really well done. Definitely worth seeing if you haven't. Mm. And the last movie is Labyrinth. You did watch Labyrinth? Yes. Yeah? It's okay. Only okay? Yeah. Michael Bowie? Or... Yeah. yeah. David Bowie. Do David Bowie, <laughs> not Michael. And Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. See, I didn't really like this. Do you know who directed it? Not off the top of my head. I could look it up. You know I, me too? Yeah, I know I know who it is. Um Who? Um Jim Henson? Yes, there you go. Yes. Um which is pretty neat, yeah. The puppets and like the all that is really cool. It's really well done. Like the puppetry and all that is awesome. But just the story I didn't like it as that much. The actual story and all that. Oh, okay. Um Del Toro did say he actually did use a little bit of Labyrinth really? in his in Pan's, Pan's Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Yeah, I could see that. I don't yeah. know. I haven't seen Pan's Labyrinth. That so I, I liked a lot. So I don't know what aspects, but he he did say he like he had that in mind. So. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It felt like I would have loved to seen this puppeting puppetry in just a better movie. But at the same time, I think it's one of these things where if I watched it as a kid, I would have loved it. Like I, I would say the never-ending story I loved. But if you go back, but if I watched, it. if I watched Labyrinth back then and never-ending story now, I'd probably think the opposite. You know. Yeah. I think it's just one of those things where if you watch it as a kid, you probably will still love it from nostalgia reasons. Much like I probably still love the never-ending story. Mm-hmm. A six and a half out of ten. It wasn't bad. It just, it didn't really do it for me. Okay. So. Uh, just a couple TV finales to get get through. It's that time of the season. Okay. What is uh, the first one? Survivor. Last night. Last the night. Three-hour finale. I'm was not going to spoil. Was anything. this season good? It's interesting. This was Blood versus Water too. Um, not as good as the first Blood versus Water, in my opinion. Would you watch that, right? Yeah. With Tyson. Uh, this was not as good overall, but it. The first half, especially, was really not good. Was the baseball player John Rocker what they thought he third was third out? Like he got into an argument. Yeah, he was basically who everyone thought he would be. Um, they probably paid him to do it. Probably more than likely. <laughs> His girlfriend did. quit the game after oh. the merge just because it rained one night. Oh, such a waste of spots. But from the merge. I'd say pre-merge was really not good, but to me, even not good Survivor is still good TV. But, <laughs> but it's just like Big Brother. There's bad, bad seasons and good seasons, but I I still like them all. But honestly, the second half of the season after the merge was really good. Unpredictable, blind sides, left and right. 
a very well-deserved good winner. I, I like the season overall. That's good, though. I am excited for the next season. That's probably because we haven't heard anything from you about it. Well, because you weren't watching. I wasn't yeah. going to just go week to week with it, but it was good. Um, next season, season 30, is... Uh, they got to do something big for it, right? They were supposed... Apparently, they were going to do Legends and have an all-star season with all these Legends. Oh, my God. They didn't. Oh. <laughs> They're doing Survivor, Worlds Apart. All new people, three tribes, 18 people. It's broken down white collar versus blue collar versus no collar. So it's six people that are lawyers or they make the rules. Blue collar, six people that work with their hands. They follow the rules. And no collar, these hippies don't play by the rules. (laughs) (laughs) I would... You know what? I, it's I, interesting dynamic. <clears throat> no, and I like really. the three but tribe seasons. You do? Yeah. I would love them to do a throwback season. Two tribes, they don't get anything. They need to make the fire themselves. Go back to the very beginning. There wasn't uh, like the. Pretty much, though. It was yeah, more so, true. way more true. harsh. They won't, though. Than what it doesn't it is make now. this good TV nowadays because everyone's seen it, you know, been there. No, I think we would watch it again. You think so? Absolutely. Survivor's ratings, like they just came in from the finale, they're actually really good. They've stayed consistent year to year, which in this day and age, if it's not going down, it's basically going up. Well, it, you can't go much farther down than it probably already is. But it's over 10 million viewers. I would have to look at all the numbers, because I doubt that. I really doubt they're the, doing that well. The finale was 10.37 million, hmm. and a 2.9 in the demographic. Hmm. It's Maybe. pretty good, though. That's for extremely good. a reality good. show. That's extremely <laughs> good. this many seasons. Yeah. It has a pretty good core audience, I'd say. But props, because they filmed this uh, upcoming season, which starts in February uh, a couple months ago, and he's saying it's an incredible season. He says one of the best of all time. Of course, he has to say that. So. Well, he didn't say that about this past season. So, I mean, I'm sure that's probably an exaggeration, but... I don't think you would say that if it was a terrible. Season. I would have loved to have the, for the, to see them do a Legends again. I know, it's got to be coming soon. Maybe for the because in fall of next year, so season thirty-one, that would be the ten fifteen-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll do it for that. Maybe we can only dream. The next finale would be Grace Point, which was a mini series, ten episode mini series remake of the. British show Broadchurch, which apparently was shot for shot the entire way through, except for the final twist at the end on who did it. On who? Oh, sorry, it's a murder mystery. Um, I didn't watch Broadchurch, so I enjoyed this. It was well made, but something—it just felt like a remake. It mm-hmm. felt like they were imitating a different show. It just mm-hmm. didn't feel authentic. But it was okay. It was well done. Enjoyable. That's all I could say. Okay. I actually did watch uh, Marco Polo. Netflix's no, newest series just came on yeah, I saw uh, over the weekend. Um, I watched just one episode. I actually really enjoyed it. It's definitely a... Uh, like Tutors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, soon, hopefully, it almost reminds me of House of Cards. But, you know, set in Mongolian... Uh, right. What is um, old century period, you know? Um, Marco, 
Oh well. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you think I was like? Is it like Game of Thrones ish? No. I, yeah. Yeah. It's more of stars quality. I think HBO. it was actually originally made for stars. Oh and really? Netflix bought it. Yeah. I think really? That's what happened. Man, I'm good. That then. was a pretty good observation. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's you it. You want to say more about it? Because you only seen one episode. I only saw one episode. It definitely. You're gonna keep up with it. Very plot driven. Oh, there is yeah. a lot of detail. Especially for the first episode, uh, I almost feel like that you need to know a little bit about that century, that period, that mm. area during that time. Um, I don't know enough, so I'm going to maybe do a little bit of research. Are you going to keep up more. with it? Is it a fun show? I will watch, hopefully, the whole season. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. You won't watch BoJack the Horseman, but... I've already seen BoJack the, the Horseman. The whole season? Not the whole thing. Okay, you got to watch the whole thing. But more than half. It's only 25-minute episodes. Okay, well, I've seen most of it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, the last finale would be The Ultimate Fighter, season 20. Oh, man, that, that went on? All women, right? Yes, it was uh, the first time ever. Uh, 16 women, 115 pound, just starting this new division. The winner at the end of the season not just wins a contract into the UFC, but is actually the legitimate champion of that division, which I thought was a pretty awesome twist. Sort of, because most of them are going to get contracts because they're going to be the only oh, ones. Oh, they're all get contracts. That was like the thing. These uh, are the best of the best, not just scrubs or prospects trying to get into the UFC. These are legitimately the some of the best pound-for-pound pound fighters that uh, that are in the division. So that is the division, and they're all going to keep fighting in it until they lose a bunch in a row. But okay. um, it was... More, the talent-wise, yes, it was better. But as a show, Ultimate Fighter is Ultimate Fighter. It's they focus too much on like who's a bad roommate, who's a you know. It's just so See, much stupid. They're trying to be just a regular reality show. And if you want to be interesting, I feel like you should focus more on what makes these the best of the best. You know, mm -hmm. I just felt like it's right. I, I mean, I remember watching Real World as a kid. And that was kind of the fun part about watching was, man, the, he's a bad roommate because of this, and she's she hates yeah, but this her. Is like a UFC, like this is legit. Like the best part is the fights at the end of the episodes, yeah. and the best part is the finale when it's it's literally just fights. Uh, well, because with a lot of the old <clears throat> ones, it seemed like half the people were really good, the other half were just terrible, and they're there to cause drama. Exactly. So it just it's the same thing. I've watched like the last 10 or 11 seasons in a row it's just like the same formula over and over again and actually I think they said either it's not renewed or it's coming back in a completely different format for the next one but we'll see I don't well, know yeah. um, news wise there's only really one thing to talk about and what's that? the Sony leak Oh, yeah. It's That's been going on for a little bit, though. There's just... Weeks. But you have, what, five or six movies um, that were leaked? Well, I think we're... We've already talked about that, Do you want to miss the elephant in the room? What? They canceled the interview, the movie. Didn't you hear about this? No. You didn't? They didn't cancel <clears throat> it. Completely canceled. You didn't hear that the hackers... They're from North Korea, apparently, these hackers. They said, if you play this movie in theaters, there will be a 9-11 style attack on America. And they're making these legitimate, like, terrorist threats that if you if you go ahead with this release, we're going to take repercussions and you'll remember 9-11. Uh, 
And they countered to it. They countered. They can't. First, the the premiere, the New York premiere, was canceled. Then the five major cha uh, movie chains said we're not going to show this movie. And then the studio went ahead and canceled it. They said they didn't even have a VOD release planned. They might not even release it on VOD, DVD, nothing. They were just going to eat the $40 million plus marketing because really? of this terrorist threat. They'll definitely that, leak it online and have oh, people. Man. They would easily do that. I yeah, but then you won't get that. money for it then. If they're, it's crazy. They'd rather it be seen than not be seen at all. What is? What do you think hearing this? Like, I think I it's to, bullshit. I would have to look this, this up. This is like letting the terrorists myself. win, though. No, I understand why they're angry. What if, like, uh, Al-Qaeda had a movie? I don't know. I don't even know. Maybe not Al-Qaeda. But someone had a movie, With you know, about, about killing our president. I mean... I can, yeah, I can understand why they're mad. But this is terrorism, straightforward. I mean... I, mean, well, I don't know if we would... <laughs> Threaten to bomb a country like France if they had a movie like that. Oh, we just do it. We do it uh, <laughs> secretly, you know. I guess. Um. <laughs> I don't know. It's art, and obviously, it's to me. I don't like this because it it creates a precedent. Yes, it's um, the precedent. It's not. Who cares? It's an interview. I'm sure it's like a, just a crappy comedy. Anyway, but now what? When there are real important dramas to made be to be made about people that don't want it to be made, all they have to do is threaten us, and then we'll cancel it. Because yeah. they've already canceled Paramount, a different studio, has canceled a movie that was supposed to start filming in a couple months with Steve Carell, which was another thriller set in North Korea. They canceled that. Uh, a film, uh, a movie theater, like a smaller indie movie theater, was supposed to show mm -hmm. Team America. In their theaters this weekend or next weekend, and they canceled that now. Hmm. Now it's just, it's crazy. Um, but at the same time, obviously, they don't want any responsibility in case, even if it's not the people threatening, if someone does something just because they know about the threats, they don't want that on their hands. Yeah. And nobody wants to put lives in danger over a movie. Exactly. Um, but it is kind of crazy. Yeah. I thought for sure they would just use this as free publicity. Because you'd think this will drive more people to see the movie. Absolutely. You know? Um, that's why I want to do some research. I don't know. They really can't. I it. swear to God. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Yeah, I'm, I am surprised. I was shocked when I heard it. Um, especially because I, I know they, they, they were able to get and release or leak five or six movies. They got a whole bunch of emails. They got, what, 30-some thousand um, There's, employee I, was, I had all kinds of, like, lighthearted things about the leak to talk about that would be funny or interesting or stupid but now it's like now with all this it's like huh it's a little bit more than we thought yeah you know like i have <laughs> they said they were gonna do the next 21 jump street sequel was it going to be a combination with men in black it was going to be merge men in black and jump street together what do you think of that? Was that a joke? No, that's real emails from Sony executives. Oh, wow, was it? Yeah, that was the thing that was might happen. Obviously, it's still idea stage. You know, no, that was going to happen. The dumbest idea ever. But you know what? Uh, Jonah Hill emailed back. What? Jump Street and Men in Black merging sounds really cool and clean and rad. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because I, I saw like George Clooney's. It was surprising. George Clooney was like really sad about uh 
how monuments men turned out and stuff. And they were making fun of him behind his back in other emails, basically. Yeah, yeah but it was neat how he really cared about it. Seemed like was, it. He was trying to create a piece of art. Did you see failed. the Channing Tatum? And he knew he failed. That was the thing. Yeah. Channing Tatum email. Did you see it? Yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> we took you down, Ted. You suck. Ha 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 ha. like 20 pages of ha ha. Yeah. I love Channing Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> it is neat to see these these kind of inner sides of It is interesting. And, yeah. and some executives. It is messed up that this leak happened. Though. Yeah. It's not, I, don't, I feel like it's not that hard to do it. Um, oh, apparently, didn't you see? <laughs> There's like a thing where it's blatant. Sony knew that they didn't have the best uh, security measures because they just said, it's not worth the money. It's not worth $10 million to get the right security measures when if there's a leak or a hack, it will just be like a million dollars in damages, whatever. Except the movies but are way more. you got to think. Those movies are... And the reputation is more... That's worth more than just yeah. money, you know? Yeah. The most interesting thing to me is the Spider-Man stuff. What was the Spider-Man stuff? Well, first, they had a... They were had an animated Spider-Man comedy they were thinking about making. But most importantly... Remember that rumored deal where maybe Spider-Man could be used by Marvel in Marvel movies? I think mm -hmm. I talked about it like a month ago. Well, that was a real thing that almost happened. And now with this leak, it sounds like it is going to happen. Because now Sony, like the parent company, not just Sony, whatever their movie side is, they're saying, we just want to get this out of here. Like, let's just make the money we can. <coughs> the deal, the proposed deal is... A 60-40 split in profits. Marvel gets 60%. Sony gets 40%. Marvel retains the creative rights. So th they will make the movie. They'll make all the creative decisions. And they'll put it out. But then Sony will get 40% of the profits. Hmm. And Marvel will keep 60 And they don't want Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man anymore. They don't. They want a clean house. Wow, and they wow, want to wow, wow. they want to introduce him in Captain America three Civil War, but it might be too late for that. They might have to wait until another movie. But they they want to do this, and I think it would be awesome. That's crazy. Yeah, um, it's a lot of crazy stuff. Tobey Maguire back. Oh, God. oh my God! No, Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> no, Tobey I'm glad. I don't know who I would think would be a good Spider Man. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But that's it for the news. That's yeah. pretty big. Pretty big, yeah. Um, in theaters this past weekend was Exodus, Gods and Kings. Got it killed on a critical it scale. It. And it only made $24.5 on a $160 million budget. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I Just still look like another Swords and Sandals epic. I don't really like those kinds of movies. Yeah. In general, I Some thought it could be good with um, Christian Bale. Christian Bale, yeah. I, I don't know. It seems like he usually picks some good movies. So I like him as an actor a lot. He's one of my faves. But Ridley Scott, he's so hit or miss. You know who he is? Yeah. Oh, do I know? You <laughs> <laughs> always ask me. But. I know. I always ask. Alien. The Counselor. I'll just run down this whole IMDb page. Uh, top five came out. With Chris Rock directed and starring comedy that's got good reviews. Mm -hmm. I want to see. And Inherent Vice in limited release. Paul mm -hmm. Thomas Anderson. 
Yeah. You know right. who he is? I was not, Do I, you? I think it was my top, one of my top five. No, that's a different movie that came out this weekend. Oh, is it? Top five, Chris Rock. No, oh, I'm talking about top five. Was it in yours? Yeah, it was. In Hair Advice. I thought you... Yeah, it was in Hair Advice. It was? Because I said even though I'm not the biggest but you st- PTA it fan. Looks, yeah. Looks I like do think it looks really good. So Looks more of a comedy. Yeah. We'll see. On Redbox, in the next episode, we'll review Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles classic and into the storm the twister remake essentially i've watched them both again uh also coming out the skeleton twins which i also watched magic in the moonlight if i stay and so it goes and so we go out into the sunset you can email us the redbox report at yahoo.com on Twitter, we are at the Redbox Report. Send us what you thought were the top five DreamWorks animation movies. On Twitter, I'm also at the Oriole Report. Like us on Facebook. Rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. And on Letterboxd, I'm at the Oriole Report. I'm at Casey Brady. And as always, have a great day. <laughs>